Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Alone, Just Alone. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. coming up in a second here. First up, joining me from Chicago, Illinois, please welcome Joe. I'm, I'm the only one who gets that heart song stuck in their head every time we talk about this. Does That's... anybody else know that heart song? No, I don't think. Is it called Alone? It's called Alone. I re- if you guys... Re- I. I got to tell you, the uh, the patron email that I send out weekly now is really just a great source for, for me to just get everything out. <laughs> um, and I, I wrote a, a beautiful essay about it's a great song. If you go go on YouTube, look it up. Heart Alone from the I, 1987 album Bad Animals. I do like Heart. I am into Heart. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're great. But I, I even talked about like the movie or the song, you know, it's it alludes to, but it's pretty much about, you know, how do I get you alone? I assume because we want to fuck. <laughs> And I was like, what, like eight or nine when this came out? And like, just on loop. <laughs> well, welcome maybe to- that's where the title comes from here, because I you know, I welcome to the show, Joe. For anybody Thanks. wondering how close Joe and I are today, he told me he had to consider accepting a LinkedIn friend request. I, so. I told this same joke over Gchat, but it said Eric had six connections. And I kept reading that as we had six mutual. And I was trying to figure out like, John. <laughs> And Casey probably, but I'm like, who are the others? And so, and I kept trying to click on it. And then I realized six, you have six people connected. And for reference, I have over 1600, just the type of work I do. And I equated it to that scene in the original Willy Wonka, uh, where his teacher is just like, can't even fathom the fact that like, he's Charlie Bucket has only opened one uh, candy bar. (laughs) All your grandparents sleep in the same bed? What? Yeah. <laughs> I just Whole started a job. I'm working on my network. I'll keep you updated, though. I'm, I, mean, I appreciate you. <laughs> He's going to get to 10 by the end of the week. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Very excited, I can feel yeah. it. Next up on the show, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with his LinkedIn network. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hello, Eric. Your... I, was I your first LinkedIn? They're called connections on LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. Gotta, yeah, yeah. I said connection. Know, so. I said that. I got to imagine you and I are pretty close in numbers. Schnars is so fancy. It's like VP of blah, 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 blah. I went to Duke I University see, this is why and I graduate school. I'm, you know what? We're, I'm unconnecting with you now. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. I'm there could be a here. whole bit on the show just me reading stuff off of Schnars' LinkedIn. People yeah. would enjoy it, I think. Uh, look, yeah. Eric, I'm trying to help you uh, with the LinkedIn situation, and uh, this is what I get. Last up tonight in the show. Quite the impressive LinkedIn himself, I got to say. I just added his connection. I'm waiting to see what happens, Joe. We'll, we'll see. Please welcome Casey to the show. Casey is muted. That's, that's, yep. Oh, I there said hello. And I, I was muted because I was accepting your friendship, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, well, not friends, connections. Yeah. I, oh, professional hey. relationships. Yeah. It may just be connections to you guys, but for me, it's real. I, uh, I have to tell people at my office this constantly coworkers, not friends. All right. Like, Can I tell you, I was blown away to find out that LinkedIn is like a thing that people post on, like it's social media. Oh, like God. I had no idea. This is all okay. new to me. Eric, I mean, I'm famously not famously to me, at least not on any other social media except LinkedIn. And I would probably get off it if it wasn't like professionally relevant for me to be there yeah it's yeah. crazy dude it's a wild world out there anyway missing tonight you might notice cc's not here she had to cancel pretty much last minute on us we were not able to get a replacement but we miss cc we can't wait till she's back she's got Jesus. baby you know, stuff happening really gotta throw under the bus on that huh again, again co-workers not friends <laughs> no i know i just you know uh CC yeah. uh, has a lot it's happening so... these days, John. She's a, she's a uh, 4.0 grade achieving uh, graduate graduate student. So, Fair. yeah. But John, let's talk about your move again. Was... <laughs> <laughs> We're here tonight to talk about Alone. But before we do that, Joe, uh, let's talk not about beer. Beer guts. Uh, yeah, as, uh, speaking of Cece, she actually, uh, sent me this, this recommendation. Uh, I had reached out to her before she had to cancel and, uh, we had kind of gone back and forth. Um, and it's a great one. So this, we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. Uh, May is mental health awareness month. So we've been trying to highlight different resources and charities. Um, and this one I I thought was great. And I was really excited that Cece came up with it and sent it along. It's, uh, Alex... Uh, sorry, I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't. I butcher this every time. Alexis Joy Foundation. Uh, and if you look it up, just Google Alexis Joy Foundation. AlexisJoyFoundation.org is their website. Um, and what they are is they are a nonprofit organization that was started by um, Alexis, uh, who unfortunately took her own life uh, years ago after the birth of her first child. Her husband started this um, to help other women sort of combat and identify and find resources to help them with uh, postpartum depression. Mm. Um, mm. So it's a really amazing organization. I was reading a lot of stories on here today and just, you know, then the day obviously took took a turn. Um, but it's, they're amazing. They actually just opened their first sort of physical hospital, whatever you want to call it, uh, building uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. Um, but they're nationwide. They have phone numbers you can call, suicide prevention hotlines, um, and resources on their website, and then links where you can find, um, you know, uh, therapists and other resources to kind of help women with uh, with this issue that I think a lot of people are, are kind of scared to talk about. Um, so, yeah. amazing stuff, and you know, relevant to Cece. Not saying that she's going through it, but obviously dealing with a, a newborn herself. So, I thought it was a great great uh great foundation to call out um alexisjoyfoundation.org is the website again and uh yeah there you go that's awesome thank you for that joe yeah big ups to cc for the recommendation all right guys it is time let's take a quick break so that we can discuss alone this is it Hot off the presses, Joe. I now have 27 connections. 
I was just looking, yeah. It's skyrocketing by the moment. Yeah, you're yeah. on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this My stocks, this is like when I found out I had an IMDb page and it was like down 64,000% from last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. John, uh, what's, yes, it, what's it like to be a LinkedIn celebrity? Oh, John, <laughs> no, John. It says 500 plus connections. I think uh, 500 plus is what it says for anyone. Like if I, if I went and look, I could, I could. Here's look. a question, have, Joe. Do you add everyone or do you look at a person and you're like, I don't know. I did like this person might know no, me, I'm but very, very particular. So John so is I, 996. Yeah. I'm going to take a look. See, the thing is I'm very particular about people that I've actually met. See, you guys also them. work with clients and freelance people. I go into a building and I might interact with like 20 people a day and be there for five years. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I've i been doing my job resource management for close to 20 years now. And it's just like a revolving door of contractors, right. contracting agencies. So, like, every time one of those people steps in the door, they connect with me because they're hoping that, you know, eventually they'll get to come back and, and you know, do money and stuff. So, I have over 1,600, John, compared <laughs> to your 995. Hold on, but, hold on. I- I have, it says about 1,500. Where are you seeing the number? Really? So I click on you and it says you have 996 results as far as connections. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look into this. John, I'll I'll do some research. I feel pretty good about myself. I'm at 733. Wow. Oh, no. Here you go. 1536, Joe. That's what I see. Really? Where are you seeing that? If you click on my network, it gives you. Okay, guys. John, I'm sorry that I I started this. (laughs) Wait, where? How do I see mine then, John? John Schnars. Go to my network. (laughs) Please bring us the word of the day. Oh, sorry. What were you, John? Sorry. 1536. Oh, I am 1580. Nice. There you go. The race is on. And Eric, for the record, my biggest category of invitations that I just ignore are. SaaS salespeople. Those are the people constantly hitting hitting my. Uh, hey, let me connect and tell you about how we can like you know. Yeah, minor provide your services. Like a lot of them are just like, hey, I feel like we could really work together. I staff <laughs> yeah. like custodial people, and they're like, what the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> John, they want to find out, Joe. That's why they're reaching out. Yeah, I know. John, make a connection. Uh, make a connection with me right now with words. Yeah. Here's your word, Eric. The word is stock. S-T-A-L-K. Stock. And look, for the record, I spent some time researching. As we will discuss, kind of tough to come up with a word for this movie. I mean, if someone had an idea, I was all ears. Um, Have not used this, though. I did check. You didn't ask. Pursue or approach stealthily can also mean harass or persecute with unwanted and obsessive attention. Mm. Also relevant. Uh, stride somewhere in a proud, stiff, or angry manner. Oh. I think some of, I think some of that was happening, too. Mm. So this comes to us via, it says Germanic via Old English, Stelkin, Stelkin, walk cautiously or stealthily. Mm. And that somehow becomes stock. Cray open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> only 18 shared connections, John. Uh, okay. I, only well, one we got of Eric. Them, Pretty uh, soon we got yeah. Eric. <laughs> only I one do, of them is non-BGH related, which I find I amazing. I do see that you and Casey have recently viewed my profile, so that's I yeah. literally have it up right now. <laughs> uh, John. 
Yes, Eric. Tell me about Alone. Alone. So we were talking about this, uh, I guess, was it on the show or maybe pre-show? Um, so this is actually a 2020 joint. It does turn out this was released September 18, 2020. This was, I feel like it's one of these movies that they must have just been like, fuck it, we can't sit on this forever and we're going to put it out because, I don't know, as we'll talk about this, this uh, maybe maybe there was a path here that could have gotten some more eyeballs. Um, director John Hyams. Um, he's kind of, he's he's been around. I mean, he's got an IMDb, I think he's in the 20s in terms of directing credits. A lot of TV. Um, biggest film he directed, Universal Soldier colon Regeneration. Oh, got him. Also, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. I assume the Regeneration one was bigger, but you they guys brought should... him. They brought him back, huh? Yeah. Universal Soldier uh, colon Regeneration was my favorite. That was, yeah, I figured. Um... Yeah, so, you know, this guy, definitely a little bit of a little old hand, especially compared to some of the other directors uh, we've seen stuff from recently. Writer is this guy, Matthias Olsen. Um, But this is, I mean, we'll talk about it. It's a very small film. features uh, a woman named Jules Jules Cox, Jules Wilcox, excuse me, as Jessica. And then, uh, really, there's only two other characters in the entire film. Uh, One, Mark Menchaca who uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about, credited as the man. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the other one. Anthony Heald plays uh, Robert. He gets, a, he gets a name for some reason. Um, but the setup here is uh, Jessica is leaving somewhere. I, I, I don't think they ever tell us, but I think it's Pacific Northwest. I thought it was San Francisco at first, but I would go probably more like Portland or Farther Seattle. North, yeah. Um, she, Dude, she's the woods. I, I could have like, I, I paused and looked up where they shot this because it looks like the Adirondacks. And I thought this would have been a chance for me and Joe to talk about New York stuff, but no. I, was I, very, thought, I thought she was leaving New York City when right. she was so driving I thought she was out. just going north through our there were, like Some of the shots, territory. though, like, there's no bridge that looks like that bridge that she was on. Like They show bridge, a specific... bridges, John. Like, Come on. I mean, if you want me to talk about the fog that, the, that we see in this movie, I can... <laughs> okay. like Literally what I've been waiting for. <laughs> we can go there, too. <laughs> But, um, no, so in any event, she's leaving the city. Uh, she's driving with this U-Haul. She's all we know is that she's like moving out of his apartment. We're given very little backstory on Jessica. We see, she talks to her parents. There's like some, been some stuff in her life that she doesn't want to get into with them. Um, and while she's on the road driving by herself with this U-Haul, um, she bumps into this, this guy. Creeper is the word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely a creeper. Uh, the first time he's, she runs into him. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know. That's a little weird, but increasingly you know, weird coincidences and run-ins that seems start seeming sinister. Well, but because she's on the road for multiple days, uh, it starts to get to the point where it's like, she's seeing this guy a little too much and he's definitely yeah. sort of tracking her or, or certainly, I mean, he's stalking her. I mean, there's just like no other way around it. Like it's not it at first. You're like, maybe it's a little bit of a coincidence, but then it, it quickly kind of escalates. Well, and not as a movie watcher, because you see what that dude looks like. So you're like, I know where this <laughs> yeah. is going. No one with that mustache <laughs> that like lives outside of Brooklyn is uh, up to any Straight good. Straight up. So we, so real, I just, I'm just going to keep interrupting you, John, because I'm actually paying attention now. Um, yeah. <laughs> this actor who plays the creeper was in, you guys pointed out, he's in the first season of Ozark. He's, he's plays like, the guy who falls like kind of falls in love with the FBI agent and like the FBI agent is using him 
they have yeah. like, you know, they have like an affair, but yeah, you don't recognize him cause he looks totally different. He looks in this movie. Like if Jason Sudeikis and Jeffrey Dahmer had a baby <laughs> and listen, I well, tweeted that John and that tweet was gold and I didn't get a single interaction with it. And I'm convinced mm-hmm. The Twitter, the Twitter algorithm is burying me because I mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer. It's you a- know what? You should try that on LinkedIn. And just like- <laughs> That's true. That would kill. That would kill would with your 25 connections. <laughs> but uh, P.S. No, I'm Eric, getting no. live real time uh, connection things from BGH listeners right now. They, I would love that. I would love if Eric starts using LinkedIn as like another <laughs> form of Twitter, yeah. where it's just like you know, watching another episode of Friends. Fucking <laughs> Joey, huh? <laughs> The, um, you know who I thought he looked like was, did, did you all watch Mindhunter? Yes. So you know how there's a, like, they keep showing, I think it's the BTK killer. They never tell you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 It was that guy. Like I actually was like, is that the same actor at first? Yep. But, uh, it was Speaking wasn't. of, did you see the news that they apparently are considering a third season now after it was put on hold? Well, I, I don't even know what's going on with that show, but it's like, what the fuck were they doing? Like they were like teasing us the whole first two seasons with that guy. And it's like, they're yeah. just going to leave that hanging. Like what the fuck? But I think it's coming whatever. back in any event. All right. So that's the setup creeper stalking this woman. So he, what was surprising to me was very early in this film. Like in the first 20 minutes, he, he captures her. I mean, he basically cut, it was weird. I, we can talk about exactly what happened to her tire, but he causes her to have a flat tire. She has to pull off. The, she basically goes out of control, has to pull off the road. And then lo and behold, he like shows up right behind her and like pretty graphically kidnaps her and puts her in his basement. Oof, that's and so yeah. that's where that like, that's kind of where we can leave it because the rest of the movie becomes her trying to escape from him in yeah. the woods. Effectively. You might call it a game of cat and mouse, John. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, that is the straight up definition or, or description of this film, but um, I, there was a point where I was like very nervous. This yes. movie was going to go like tortury. No, it's yeah, the exact sure. point you're yeah. talking about when they, it's such an interesting moment too, because it's like a screenwriting conundrum. You're like, okay, she's been captured. And then I, I just picture the screenwriter being there being like, what happens now? Like <laughs> what exactly, but a hundred percent, what you are saying is you are then putting your movie at a crossroads and it's going to either go well or not, depending on your next choice. Well, and it's, well, and let's, let's cut it there. Let's go to, cause I think there's actually a lot to talk about. Just to unpack that scene. And then yeah. like, follows. I want to talk about his, um, this, the extended snack eating in that scene. Mm. <laughs> his tenderly cutting of the cheese. Joe, what'd you think? Uh, I really liked this movie. I, I feel like I had seen the trailer a while back, but did not remember much of it. And I think as we were watching it and like specifically, I think the scenes that John's talking about, like when she's in the basement, which I, I don't want to spoil too much, but like, isn't that long. Right. But I feel like I remember watching the trailer and getting a little concerned that this movie was going to be like tortury. Um, cause it, it, that's just not really my thing. Um, and then there are a lot of like looking through keyhole shots and like, there's a whole thing with like a nail. So they kind of allude to like, I kept waiting for like her eye to get gouged out or something like they, there's definitely, and it's probably because we've seen so many of these movies. There's definitely a lot of scenes where I'm like, Oh fuck. Like this is it. This is where it's going to start. But <laughs> I really appreciate the fact that they didn't go that direction. And I don't, I don't know how to explain this, but like it felt very sort of believable, right? Like he oh, kidnaps yeah. her, but it's not, 
very gratuitous probably isn't the right word, but like it feels real. Like it feels like what an actual kidnapping would look like, <laughs> you know, if if I had been a part of one. Um <laughs> And then, you know, we kind of imagine it in my head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was taking notes. Um, So, you know, we don't spend a ton of time in this basement. And then we're kind of, you know, she escapes pretty, pretty quickly. And the rest of the movie is spent in like this amazing forest setting with, you know, her kind of running away and like him constantly being around the corner. And there was such tension through all of this. It like, yeah. Not like a jump scare type nerve, but like like you really felt for her. Um, and I think a lot because they didn't do a ton of like backstory or like setting her up or anything. Like you really, she's driving, this stuff starts and like you kind of go from there. You get a little bit history from her with her interaction from the man. But outside of that, like you really just kind of dive into it. And I don't know, I, I really enjoyed this. Casey. I like this movie a good bit. To me, parts of it were a little slow. For instance, I happened to look at the clock. Fuck you. Fuck you. I happened to look at my screen while (laughs) the opening was going on. We watched her drive that car for almost 10 minutes. It was like nine minutes and 18 seconds. There's some of that stuff that I think could have helped with some of the slowness. But at the same time, it's a very good story, and the actors are all pretty great. Um, There's a couple times that our... The man, the big bad guy, had come across a couple, a kind of corny to me, but I think it was kind of some bad one-liners they gave him at some point. Overall, though, he was definitely creepy, but he was also very apparent, too. To me, I think that adds to the slowness to me, because there's not a whole lot of surprises in this movie. They're kind of following a a map on this type of movie, and to me, it felt like they kind of hit all the points and everything, but they did a good job with it. The other problem I had with this movie is that main guy, the big bad guy. I've been watching uh, Binging Shameless with my wife, and that dude looks dead like Frank Gallagher. And so I got confused. Sledge-o-matic? Sledge-o-matic? Whatever they call it? Yes. John? Yeah, I'm much closer to Joe than to Casey. I, I like this a lot. I was really surprised. So I did not watch the trailer. I had never even heard of this movie. I, I, I can't remember. I think Casey, you had surfaced like a couple of trailers for us to like kind of check out when we were thinking about things to watch. And I think Eric, you were like, yeah, let's just watch alone. I guess that looks like the best. It is. It was it the only very, trailer that I watched. I was like, Oh yeah, let's watch this. Well, it's look, it's, and I was, I was kind of talking about the director who I know like no, nothing about other than reading his IMDb page. It's a competently made film. And, and like, I don't, say that in a derived like competent could be derived like it's very effective like he's someone who is like confident in understanding kind of the like language of cinema and like how you put things together i would disagree with casey on like the outcome of the first like i think that whole first act is crazy tense but it's tense to me Mm -hmm. because of what you're talking about john like that takes a confidence to be like, I'm going to show this woman driving for 10 minutes and it, it's going to be. Yeah, well, it is. It is set that will look like how much of that stuff was set at night, you know, and like there's like elements of just like watching someone drive that can be tense <laughs> because like we all have driven a car. Or a lot of people have driven a car and like, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, so this was I thought this was really effectively made. Um, the script is probably as spare a script as we've seen in like a long time. I just feel like we've seen a ton of movies that have a lot of plot in them. This has like, it's almost like they were 
thinking to themselves, what's the minimum amount of plot we could put in a movie? I, I honestly think that's like one of the things they set out to do here. Um, there's very little dialogue there. So the exposition or the, the character arcs that we do get are delivered very efficiently. Um, and again, that is something that just takes some confidence. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's, look, it's not like anything revelatory. Like you're not going to like see this in like, have different thoughts about the future of cinema or anything, but this is like a really tight thriller. I think the acting's like very solid. Um, I have like a lot, there's a lot of stuff I want to unpack because they made some interesting decisions that I didn't like always love in the moment. But then in retrospect, I'm like, you know what? Not sure how you would have done it differently. So there's, there's a lot. I was talking to Leslie about this and sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. There's definitely a lot of like, why would you do that moments in this movie? Like specifically with like her decision-making and then, you know, just, just in general, which I thought was interesting. That's interesting because I don't think I had any, although I know I I tend to not question people who are trying to, someone's trying to murder them. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we chalked up. There's and not to get off on like actually start discussing it, but there's a lot of like, all right, he he walked by or he just missed her. Now I'm going to like walk out and start moving. Like, why wouldn't you wait maybe five minutes until like he gets away from you to yeah. do this sort of shit? Like, yeah. I think to John's point, like about it not being revelatory, but yet you're what with what it is. It's very simple and it's done incredibly well. And like, that's a, an accomplishment. It, this is, yeah. this might be like the most start to finish entertained I've been by a movie all year, which is kind of impressive. I don't know. Like it's just so tight. The whole thing. I really, I loved the first act weirdly. Like it's all great, but I loved the first act and would love to hear somebody with a better grip of like describing the language of film to like break this down and be like, why was this so compelling to me? Like in the beginning, a lot of it for me is I think the main actress's performance and you're not given you're not given the backstory yet. You don't know what happened to her, but like just from body language and very brief ambient conversations she's having with people in her life, like you know some shit happened to her and you know people are worried about her and she's at like an inflection point in her life and she's leaving and like just driving. And there was something about that that I really, as someone who's moved around a lot, John, (laughs) um, I sort of related to that kind of, that part of it sort of, there's like a, it's like she's seeking in in the because you don't know what's going on at first, but you sense there's some kind of grief happening. With this. she's she's wounded, like she's clearly yes, a really not yeah. a like yeah. healthy, happy person. Yeah. Like that's it's clear she's not happy to be packing and up. This to me, the, the part in this beginning, and like I, I get Casey's point, it does get very quiet and like, but I mean, I was just really enveloped in her performance and just like just watching her drive. I don't know, and then. I, I actually kind of like the slow trickle of things ratcheting up with her running into him because it really is interesting the way it's it's meted out kind of slowly. Yeah. Uh, and this dude is this guy's performance. I, I don't. We should get his name again so I make sure I'm saying it. But like, Mark Menchaca. Oh yeah, Menchaca. Mm. That's right. Because I looked him up on Twitter. Uh, he is spectacular in this movie. He is so creepy, so creepy. And like, there's also scenes where he like the scene where he runs into the hunter and he, he puts on a, like a mask basically and starts pretending to be someone else. That is so well. It reminds me of like, um, uh, I mean, I've watched breaking bad through like 10 times probably, but one of the things that, um, that Walter white, uh, uh, 
I can't remember that guy's name either now. One of the things he does so well is act like it's like layers of acting. It's like you're a character who's then pretending to act like somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit is always yeah. insanely impressive to me when it's done really well because normal people like how do you even act, just act let alone yeah like it's most like, people are bad at like yeah. the one level of acting it's like, like inception acting or something you know what i mean it's like levels yeah. of character acting so that whole scene was really brilliant and to me the real the real testament to the like the slow ratcheting up of tension there's this scene where she's like in the back of this guy she gets stuck in like the trunk kind of of this car and there's a scene where she like makes her move to jump out and attack him. I straight up was yelling out loud about like, yeah, hit it, hit him, hit the motherfucker. You like, yep. yeah. like I oh, was yeah. some idiot in a theater, like screaming at the screen. But that's like, um, that's really telling to me that I had this just very pure cinematic moment just from the like slow ratcheting of tension. Well, yeah. that's so the, the scene that I wanted to talk <laughs> about. So she gets stuck in this basement um, and when she gets stuck in the basement, you're immediately like, holy shit, she's already in this basement. It's like, they're not, you know, we're not even re I guess that's kind of the end of the act first act, but, um, she gets out really quickly. And the sequence when she is hiding in the closet and he calls his wife or oh. gets a phone call. Like to me, that's <laughs> one of the best mo scenes in the movie because again, it's, it is, you're getting, it's the only real character arc that you get from him you do you were talking about the way he's like cutting up the cheese look that's how i cut up cheese i love eating cheese yeah. I'll, I'll no eat no it's just um with a hunting knife well but it was if i it, had one it's well, yeah, yeah it's just this it's it's the body language and it's the choice to sit on it because she's watching him it's there's just a i don't know there's yeah. a lot of interesting I things happening making in himself scene. a nice charcuterie board i mean yes. i thought that was but i loved the the um juxtaposition of the story that he is telling his oh, wife. Well, that's again, that's while that, he's that, in this fucking yeah. boondocks cabin in the middle of nowhere. That's that know? like inception acting where it's like, you're seeing yeah, yeah. he's already playing character. And then that character puts a different face on. We should yeah. like, we should probably trademark that. I feel like the acting schools might want to <laughs> like, might want to jump on this. Inception this next acting. technique is called inception acting. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, Brian Cranston is like the, the Brian goat, Cranston, the goat at this. Beautiful. Um, no, but that sequence to me, like, that's when I was like, oh, there's actually like, this may be a simple movie, but they've, they, like, there's, it just, they demonstrate, they illustrate the depth of thought and care that they put into what is otherwise a very sparse sort I, of, and I love yeah, that. Like there's, film. there's yeah. something really satisfying about that kind of like craft work playing out as opposed to like. Sometimes it's cool to get into a movie that's really ambitious and a little rough around the edges, but it's really cool sometimes to just be like, this dude knew how to shoot his shot and like knew how to thread the needle. And that was really cool to see. Yeah, it kind of harkens back to an older time with movies, too, where you've got more movies like that. Just directors making good movies yeah. instead of trying to compete for, for box office and who's going to have the biggest sales. Dude, this kind of harkens back to that. It's just a solid. That film. scene when yeah. she bolts out of that cabin is so tense. That is like, I realized one of the things you talk about scenes just impact you really hard. I can barely handle watching when characters like make their move and try to escape and then they get caught, especially when oh. it's just like feeble <laughs> yeah. and pathetic and they're caught immediately. I want to, when that happens, I basically want to jump out a window. Like I can't watch I, it happen. I had the same conversation with Leslie last night. Like I do not do well at like escaping. Like I'm nervous. I feel sick. <laughs> I, I appreciate it in this that like, for uh, she doesn't get away but like 
you're expecting her to get caught and brought back into the basement and the rest but of the movie takes place yeah, in yeah. the basement. Yeah. And then she gets out and it just opens up into like this whole different but that's world my point, that we're taking to do. My point too about like um, questioning characters' motives. Like I try to, I do, I sort of would do that sometimes. And then I'll try to put myself in, in their point of view of like, your adrenaline is pumping so hard. Your mm-hmm. head is probably swimming. Like you're probably dizzy. Yeah. You probably can barely breathe. You're having a panic attack, you know, like, you're not making rational decisions. Typically. No, you're not going to sit there and wait five minutes, which is what, like, yeah. as a, a viewer, I'm sitting there like, why wouldn't she wait? But even, it's like, even like, I, here's the thing too, like, because this is directed by, sorry, Casey, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you fine. there. You know, it's directed by a guy, and it is, it's a movie about a, a woman in peril, right? But one thing I do think this movie does well is in the beginning, it shows how sort of like. As a woman, she even though she like her hackles are up, like she sees the red flags, oh, yeah, she feels yeah, threatened yeah. by this guy. But she basically, you know, through like, you know, I wish she was here so we could get her point of view on it. But it feels like that sort of thing where, um, sort of like she, what she she feels the only safe thing is to be overly polite with this guy. Like, there's this brilliant moment from this actress where she says to him. And it's after it's like, you're, there's something going on. She says to him, it was nice to meet you. But like, Mm. before she says it, she hesitates for a second and you can see it's like, it pains her to even say it, but she feels like she has to. And like, those are the moments where that actress really shines in this movie. And it's like, I just appreciated the movie for showing that stuff. Well, that goes in with what I was getting ready to say too. And like, there was some decisions, like I could see exactly Joe's point, like, the guy just walked past you. Don't run out of the closet right away. Can maybe give him a few minutes. But that's what I liked is they never portrayed this lady as a wilting flower at any point. She had her wits about her and she made some strong decisions throughout this movie and made some smart ones too. And But you could tell they portrayed her too as being able to handle the situation, make decisions whether they're right or not but you know you could tell that there was some thought in it and stuff it wasn't the wilted flower oh who's gonna save me there wasn't the big jock that was gonna save her but there it was also but my point stuff. is my point are is, you it, saying she was alone casey my yes, point is it was, was also it was also just very realistic like she's just a well-rounded character 100%. but they yeah. also show these moments in the beginning where she's just really thrown by a person that is insistent on putting himself like into her personal space. And those, yeah. those are subtle moments that work really well to ratchet up the tension. It's so, funny. Oh, sorry. Go, go, ahead. go ahead, Joe. No, 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 I was going to say my, it's a small point. We were, the wife and I were watching this together and it's interesting because the scene that kind of sets this whole thing off is she's driving. She ends up coming up behind this guy who ends up being her kidnapper. And He's purposely going slow. Obviously, later we realize to kind of set this up, but like she immediately gets aggressive. So at least from my perspective, my first thought was, what the fuck? Like, you know, and I even joked to Leslie that like whatever happens to her after this is deserved because she's a fucking asshole driver. (laughs) 15 minutes later, I literally turned around like I take this back. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But like it's it's funny. He's driving like a straight psycho, though. And then he totally is gaslighting her. He's just being like, oh, yeah, sorry. I was on my phone. I didn't see you. And meanwhile, he's driving like it's Mad Max in that scene. Well, it's funny. I even joked Leslie like I miss driving before kids because like. I'm not proud of this, but I've definitely had some road rage where I have taken his route of like, all right, I'll let you pass, but then I'm going to fucking tailgate you and try and, you know, <laughs> pretend I'm going to follow you home. Like uh, modern times, I don't right? do that, Joe, because people are crazy. 
Well, that Leslie pounded into my head that like you yeah. need to fucking cut Listen, this shit. Like, Joe, this where... could be this could be some QAnon nut job. You don't know. Yeah, they yeah, think you're yeah. deep well, state following. This him. again was like 20 years ago, Joe, who was a fucking yeah. idiot. Well, we but... grew up in a different time in a different place, Joe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I've had people do the same to me, and I respect them because you know if you drive like an <laughs> asshole, you you get what you get. I accidentally um, cut someone off once as a teenager, like totally unintentional. Whoa. I barely realized I did it. I didn't even know it, but they followed me. And I was going to get oh, my. I was going to get my. You should save this because actually we have a Twitter okay, question I'll, later. I'll That's it. what's the scariest like. I'll save it. Yeah. Driving interaction. So all right, let let, let, let me change the subject. I because I do want to talk. Like I don't. You all kind of were thrown out. Sort of times where she may have done some things. Can we talk about the fact that he left the key in the door? To me unbelievable yeah that's yeah. the most unbelievable part of this movie there he was that way, which and key, him leaving the cell phone in the car i thought was both just which like which key are you talking about yeah i mean the key in the, what the door that she was for in. her to get out of the room yeah, she, well, she, she, she gets the nail and is able to get the key yeah, out of yeah. the door because he yeah, left yeah. it like that was like and there's it's, a it's a little bit of like a stretch that she could have gotten yeah. out of that basement as easily yeah. as she did that was the big because it was pretty clear that he'd done this before too well right i mean maybe right so maybe the insinuation is if you've done it so much, he sort of feels overly confident about he what he's doing. He got sloppy. Yeah. 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 It's just like, I don't know, put the key like on a That's hook. That's pretty sloppy. That though, was yeah. my takeaway is like, get a, get a hook for the key, you know? Yeah. Like, or you would stuff. think that he would make sure there was no sharp pointy nails in the cell too. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. That, it's, I actually, you could see, I don't know, whatever. You could leave a lot of shit in there if you didn't have that key. In he the door. is so yeah. creepy. Like some of the, some of the crap that he says, when she's in that room is like, ugh, like, and I'm, it's funny. Cause I had the same reaction as you guys is like, Oh no, what's, is this movie like just completely about to go downhill? Like you just, you're yeah. not sure. Well, when he does, so he does that moment where he like, bring, he brings his like iPad in and like basically like showing her these videos of her and her husband. Oh. So we, we learned that like basically what has happened and why she was kind of in the mental state she was in at the beginning of the film is her husband had committed suicide. I mean, spoiler alert, but like not, you know, mental health yeah. awareness month too. Good. Yeah. I hadn't really there. thought about that actually. Um, but the husband, the husband committed suicide and that becomes like a pretty big plot point. There's a moment where she's hiding from him and he's basically trying to goad her into attacking him, you know, and, and, by, by using her husband kind of against her. Um, no, I mean, like, Casey, you kind of flagged it, but, like, if anything, I feel like she is... It's almost, like, borderline superhuman in this movie for the sh amount of shit she has to go through. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, this is definitely, like, a... It, it's not, like... So the rape-revenge film subgenre has a lot of that, like woman has to go through like horrible stuff to like, yeah. And we should point out too, there's for people that there isn't rape in this movie. No, no, it's, there's no yeah. rape. I mean, but she, she is, she is exposed to a lot of, it's funny. It's like, it's not, it's not torture. It's like, she's exposed to like the treatment of the elements and like running and hiding kind yes, of stuff. Yeah. Well, she's not, I mean, there are a few I scenes mean, where she is trauma. like pretty brutally attacked. Like, no, no, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to like belittle. I've just, yeah, no, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm more just saying like, she she does take physical abuse as yeah, well yeah. outside of like the elements. So she goes through a lot. <laughs> the one, th the thing that I was like borderline, like, ah, this doesn't seem realistic. The one thing in this movie, other than the key in the door, her surviving the night 
in wet clothing in the it, woods. It looks cold. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like wounds. Yeah. she definitely would have gotten <laughs> like I was yeah. like I was getting cold watching this movie. I love that know? moment where he's yelling at her and he like he he doesn't know where she is and he says something like because he had he shoots her at one point but then can't find mm-hmm. her and he's just like you got two hours and he's like going down the physical things that are going to happen yeah, to her. Of course, then happen. it doesn't happen. But I thought that was a fun, like, psychological scene. That's what <laughs> I thought was kind of interesting. Like, he goes through this whole list of, like, here's what's going to happen in 20 minutes. Here's what's going to happen 20 minutes. Out of, and then it's the next morning and, like, none of that stuff. But that's happened. what that whole scene yeah. is about. It's him taunting her and yeah. her decision as a character is sort of like, am I going to call his bluff or not? That's another aspect I really like, though, with the filmmaker and the filmmaking and stuff because they really showed that... I think they did a good job of showing that the elements were just as brutal on her as this crazy guy was. And so actually made her feel in real danger out there. Cause a lot of these movies use, I mean, we've seen girls running through the woods in the middle of the night, a hundred thousand times, Sure, have. but she was been like, actually, you know, that stick scene was like hard for me oh. to watch. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Her finding the hunter. He's the thing that, again, makes the movie believable in some ways because like, I felt like, okay, she's like recharging a little bit. Poor Hunter. He has a rough go, but like, yeah, I don't know that dude's name, but he's like, um, sorry. He's a character actor who, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen play a nice character. It was so, and maybe that's part of the casting here. Cause if there's a moment where we don't really know what his deal is. Well, isn't he the, he's something in, um, he was one of the doctors in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, there yes, you go. he was. Yeah. He's also, he's, he was, he's he, her, he played. Yeah, in, he's like, we, this is not at all the same thing, but he was an a-hole on 24, which is what I, what I always remember yeah. from. He um, actually did. I remember too, because there was a TV show about a high school. He was uh, called Boston Commons. He was oh the assistant God, principal. Right. No, not I Boston. No, no, not Boston no, Commons. Boston, Boston Public. Public. Yeah. Yes, yeah. dude. That's so funny. But he, wow. that character, man. Lipschitz. That whole yes. part, that whole part is a great section of the film because he's just from the beginning. You're like, this dude is so ineffectual. Like, this is not going to go well. And that scene is so tense yeah. and brutal the way it ends. Well, and he, there's not the thing that I liked about that scene is it's like just believable. Like, if you put him, if you put yourself in his shoes, it's like the story she's telling you, is well, so crazy. Okay, but yeah. before you go any farther, John, let me just say. No, no, no. Because I well, thought that scene was really interesting from the from like a cultural point of view. That basically, this killer dude is trafficking in the fact that when he runs into him, he's bas- he's trafficking in this idea that like he can pose as like a caretaker or guardian to this woman and paint her as crazy, which to me is like very culturally relevant for. Like, yeah, no, no. Moment. Well, oh, that's yeah. sort of what I meant. Is like it's it was plausible. Like I'm not saying like if I were him, I'd be like. I don't know. Like this is fucking crazy. Well, but like, here's the thing. Okay, immediately. But here's know? also the thing. It's but, one. What I under. What I get though. To your point, it's really easy to watch in a movie and be like, "This killer guy's crazy." But the guy himself, he is so charismatic and so forceful, and that's sort of the point of it. Is like you see this hunter. His personality is not like that. Like this is a squishy no, no, yeah. guy. Oh yeah. And people like this killer who know how to manipulate people can really easy manipulate squishy people. Like there's just so that, much, yeah. there's so much under the surface of the scene. That's why it's it was believable is what I, yeah. like I, you know, I didn't No part of that scene where I was no, like, no, I oh, got you. Come on. But, but that, I like, I like that aspect with this guy though, too, because he is crazy and he's, you know, he's a killer obviously, but 
other than that, you get the impression from him talking to his wife and daughter and everything. He's basically when he is in disguise, he's Ned Flanders and he pulls well, it off. It's very like Ted Bundy or something. He's if he was a fan, yeah, if he yeah. was a family man. But the other thing about that scene too is like it's enraging because as soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, of course, this is like the card he's playing. You're like, fuck. And then the guy, the hunter, starts like playing it like kind of. He's not sure, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal too because it's the first relief she gets like being with this guy. Like he gives her boots yeah. and she thinks she's going to get out. And you know, you know, it's like a carrot on a stick that's going to get pulled mm-hmm. away, but it's still brutal what, to watch. The, the scene is shot so well too. And with the tension and everything that's riding it, like when William Hill went after the guy, the bad guy starts pitching him all the, everything that he's this girl's caretaker and William Hill's like, okay, but I want to call the hospital first to confirm it. You're and as a viewer. You're like, yeah, do that. <laughs> It gets you that sucked in. I just the filmmaking is the most impressive part of this whole movie, and the way that, and like John was talking about earlier, the way that they kind of tell this story. I even like the way that they, knowing that this is a slow moving type of story and a slow burn because we have to get from like one day to the same time the next day, so literally like twenty four hours through this forest, and the way they break it up with the chapter titles and everything. It makes it good and digestible, whereas if we were having to watch more scene unfold instead of title chapters, that's where it's going to get even slower, right? What, um, I mean, I guess we can spoil the ending, but I'm curious what everybody thought about the payoff, like, at the the very end. Um, like, I enjoyed it. I, I liked, I really liked the scene with the phone call, like, the, adding the phone call to it. To the, so yeah. good. And I just thought, the fight was brutal. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will say, John, the, the one part that stuck out to me as a little bit, like, unbelievable was the fact that, and I guess, like, we're definitely in spoiler territory also. I would say, like, skip ahead if you don't know how this ends. But, like, she takes a tire iron to this guy's head. Like three or four times. times. And then he's still just like up and walking and chasing her. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was my thought. I'm like, I don't think I would get up after one shot from that tire. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, he's got it like a fractured skull. I mean, yeah. look, like they're both operating on just like pure adrenaline. Yeah, at she a hits him point. fucking yeah. hard in the car with that tire. Yeah, iron. she. well, that's the thing. She, in the car, she gets him so many times. You're like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Like, how is he walking? Um but yeah, and that yeah, the calling the wife I thought was nice amazing. touch. Nice touch. That was great. And I like how he just straight stone cold psycho is like, I have to take care of something first. And yeah, the phone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um I wasn't a big fan of her giving him the phone back. I was, I yeah, was that was like, stupid. I yeah, feel I like agree. you're gonna need that. I agree. Although she seems to basically just be resigned to like, I might die right now, but this is where I'm making yeah, making yeah, my stand yeah. kind of thing. Well you could kinda you could kinda guess that's why she called his wife, right? I may not survive this, but I'm going to fuck up his day. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, she even says like, if this is the last you hear of me, it's because your husband killed me. Like, yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> promising young woman vibes kind of for a second. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I really liked it. And my Leslie and I were the exact same as you, Eric. Like we were straight up like cheering yeah. like in our room at like 10 o'clock. At you want to yeah. see that dude die, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Any, uh, anything else? I mean, we, we covered most of it. I need some mustache care tips from that dude. Oof. He in <laughs> Ozark tells a story. He's got a killer. Yeah, well, Ozark, he's got killer, killer beard in Ozark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, he is. I mean, he's only on Ozark for the first season. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But I think <laughs> on a show with an incredible ensemble cast, he stands out like on that show. No, I totally agree. It's I'm mm-hmm. almost like surprised. Like I was looking at his IMDb before the show, and I was like, oh, he's been in some other shit, but. 
he need like he's someone who should be getting other meaty roles to play. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like. Speaking of John, you kind of buried the lead with uh, John Hames, Hames, however you say his name. He is attached to the Maniac Cop I, reboot. Oh, I shit. did see okay. that. Sorry, I forgot. Okay, to now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That Pretty could be cool. fun. I think they're gonna get the same dude to play him. Is that guy still alive? I don't know. Maybe this I is don't a pre- that guy's still alive. <laughs> I thought you meant Mark Manchaka to play. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> David Zadar <laughs> is his name. No, nope, he chin sure guy, right? is. With the giant. He sure yeah. is dead. He died in nineteen. Robert Zedar. He died in. Uh, I don't think it's Zedar, <laughs> but I think he died in nineteen uh, twenty fifteen. He was huh. sixty five. What was it? Bruce Campbell's in the original, right? Yeah, I gotta imagine yeah. he'll pop up. My yeah. wife loves a good uh, caramel machaco from uh, <laughs> from Starbucks. Machiaco. One of her favorites. Dude, I tw- I I tagged him in my uh, Jason Sudeikis Jeffrey Dahmer tweet too. Nothing. Yeah, I'm still upset about it. I, there was definitely a lot of scenes where, like, we got his face, and I'm like, that looks exactly like Jason. Sudeikis. It's cr- it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But then he had the he, the Dahmer thing is because he had the glasses. He had the like double yeah, yeah. double bridge glasses or whatever. No, I'm there with you. I would have retweeted if I had seen it. They do a really <laughs> good job of making this guy look like. I mean, straight up, I do this all the time. You see a news report, and it's like this guy got um arrested for being a diddler or like an abuser or something. And you look, you're like, yeah, did anyone in this guy's life look at what this guy looks like? <laughs> like yeah. I'm almost never surprised by the picture. And I feel like they did a great job of just studying that and being like this guy right here. I'll yeah. do it. i like the way that they unfolded really with how they unfolded him stalking her from the early part of this movie. Cause the first time he shows up and they shows up with the car pulled over in the side of the road. And you're thinking that's a little sus. And then, she takes off and then you get later and she gets to the hotel and you f- turn around and all they showed was his car in the background. And you're like, Oh fuck. Casey, did your daughter teach you sus? Yes, she did. Just check it. <laughs> yeah. I think if you buy those Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, you should probably get put on a watch list just as a precaution. <laughs> just going to say it. All right. Would you recommend this Joe? Yeah, absolutely. John. Yes. Casey. Yeah. I am also a Yes. That's going to do it for the review. Let's take a quick break. We'll meet you on the other side. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleepaway camp. You won't be coming home, rated R. Hi, this is Daniel Robot from everything you've ever seen on television, and you're listening to Bloody Good Heart.
Cleaver back. John, I'm going to need a ruling on a loan here to see if I can put it on my 2021 list. My current ruling would be no. Damn it. Mm. But we're going to, we'll look at it. We're going to, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's almost June. I'm getting concerned about filling out a top 10 this year. I mean, I realize the year is going to be like the back half of the year is going to be stacked because we're going to get a bunch of 2020 stuff that never came out. But still, damn, dude. People went a little gaga over the Green Knight new trailer. I didn't uh, watch it because I'm. Oh, yes. I didn't watch it because I'm already way in on that movie, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm get any too, more of it spoiled for what me. What is that? What's that about? Is that like a Stephen King thing? It's an A twenty. It's like a King Arthur spooky thing. Yeah, yeah it's right. it's A twenty four doing like a, you know, A twenty four. I do remember this Arthur. trailer. Well, yeah. it was supposed to come out last year. I mean, this was like a May release last year. Yeah, it was like when people would ask last year, like, "What are you excited about?" That was pretty high on my list. Yeah, got it. Also, this weekend, um, we got uh, Spiral. Book of Saw in theaters, John. Yep. And I was telling you guys that the the little indie theater down the down the road for me is playing uh, a promising woman now. So that's apparently out there. It's kind of cool. I have absolutely well, no that, idea what that was their an Oscar nominated film. No, I know. No, I understand. That's what, <laughs> but that's it what got it got like pretty. I think that's done. Although well. the movie I saw there two weeks ago, you guys were like that came out last year. So I have no idea where this. I don't know how this place works, John. That's fair. That's fair. It's just kind of cool. It's a weird little one room thing. And I can get green tea, John. Cool. It's delightful. Okay. Yeah. Um, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. From Andy, who runs bloodygoodhorror.com. Adam revisits the Saw franchise in anticipation of Spiral's release with an in extremist discussing perjury in the Saw films. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Nice. Only at bloodygoodhorror.com. Sophie reviewed Zoe Lister Jones's latest film, How It Ends. And readers can also check out Luke's review of Alone from last year's Fantasia International Film Festival. Oh, hey. Um, next email is from Adam. We did not have a word uh, during the Lucky episode because I, I think Schnar... Well, I don't remember. Maybe Schnar's and CC were out. I don't remember how that went down. But he was... Adam... You know, John, how much Adam likes um, order and rules. Yeah, he was pretty upset that there was no word. So um, he wrote this email to the show. Oh boy. Um, he picked up his thesaurus basically. Uh, and he says, um, I, I tried to read through this once. We're going to see how I do. Salutations, BGH Collective. I dashed off this epistle to bemoan the abysmal state of affairs apropos the locution du jour. Succeeding the motion picture Providential 2020. I, I'm going to assume Providential, John, is another word for lucky. Lacking any daily vocable, voc- vocable, I was woebegone and anticipated a su- assiduity, assiduity, assiduity from such an adroit as John. Per adventure, Schnars could devise a docket of paramasia for embryonic cinematic selections to beguile your beloved patronage. We conjecture that Schnars will toil interminably in the vocabula- vocabulary colliery to aggrandize his production as our lionized vernacular exponent. Joe, Please protract the prodigious brewage bowel segment as it typifies the sensibilities of our arduous percipients. I'll uh, be honest, I've checked out at this Adam, point. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. He did pick a word, John. Um, dubiety, the state or quality of being uncertain or doubtful, usually mm. resulting in vacillation from the Latin mm. dubium. 
I, I don't even know who's on the show. I barely remember that movie. Well, I had to bail it like the last minute. I can't even remember why. Oh, I, it gotcha, was poor gotcha. planning on my part. Lucky and, was, uh, it says John. I have John on there. Eric, no. John, Casey, Caitlin, Joe. No, I was not on. Um, and I was, I'm still angry because I watched the movie, which I kind of hated. Um, and it was know, not there to a controversial my... opinion, John, just so you know, yeah. which, which one was lucky. I don't even remember what that that's, movie was. That's a Grant. Grant film. I could, I straight up had to Google it to remember what it was. We watched, hey, dude, that's yeah. right. We yeah. Yeah. No, you one. liked that, John. You <laughs> said it. I hope you guys read one of my emails because I wrote some spicy emails about that. I don't movie. think we did. I don't think we did. I think we just talked about how <laughs> top 10 for you. We watched this yeah. movie two weeks ago and I fully had to Google it to see what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah although that's probably just me but you know it might be on my year on list also <laughs> i don't remember what it was uh it's not just a heads up john it's not it's on Good. yours though Thanks. all right so next up uh oh caitlin Kissimi. sorry for your nightmares sorry your nightmares are mistaken for prayers and she sent me a link to a tiny tim documentary that i refuse to even click on because he's a nightmare so there you go Mm. info at bloodygoodhorror.com it's going to do it for email Joe what do we have on social media yeah uh, I will say I poking around alone um, the only place it was released in 2021 was like Spain and Poland and Germany like I think unfortunately it's not going to make the cut boo yeah uh, but something not to boo at is our Twitter account John we are on Twitter at bghorror uh every week we use the hashtag uh ask bgh uh if you want to send in a question comment just you know do your thing um this one i don't think we read last week but but cut me off we did uh it is from Rayleigh on films t- teddy krueger 13 um what horror film did you think sucked when you first watched it and upon rewatching, you enjoyed it I recently watched Ghost of Mars and found it dumb and delightful. Also, Ice Cube is a treasure. No, Ghost of it. Mars is uh, an abomination. It's <laughs> pure trash. I was, I can't think of a movie. I will say, and I know this isn't a popular opinion, but Joe Bob did uh, Ginger Snaps uh, this past Friday for uh, for the drive-in. You're going to... Upon rewatching, I still do not like that movie at all. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. I love it. I in fact, in a long because, time. In fact, I, I Joe, because I know your opinion on it, I was like, I hadn't watched it in years. And I'm like, I wonder how it's going to hold up. And I was like, dude, I love this thing. I was trying to watch this through like a, it's been, I don't know how many years since I watched it. Like maybe, you know, it, like I, I've mentioned a lot of times, younger me was, you know, angry about movies for no reason. But pre-watch, I, uh, I stand by my original opinion. I remember finding that movie like in a blockbuster and being like, what is this? And just like being obsessed with it. Yeah, it was cool to uh, see on Joe Bob though. It was a good one to get some. Commentary yeah, absolutely. I we recently, should say the um, plug it up podcast did it last week, right? Yes, plug it up. Just covered Ginger Snaps. Um, search plug it up in your podcast apps. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Oh, uh, so speaking of, so I searched on LinkedIn. I searched Bloody Good Horror because I wasn't sure if anybody had ever listed it on there before. And an organization came up called Bloody Good Period. And they're like a UK organization that like um, does like charitable things in that space, the menstruation space. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Dude, I thought Mark lists it too on his, doesn't he? No. I've got it on mine. 
Weird. Yeah. It didn't come up when I when I put in. Well, I think you have to set it up as an actual. Company. Yeah, it's not set Otherwise, up, yeah. but it'll still tell you if you've put like the same yeah. string of words in or whatever. I have. I I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I re- recently revisited a uh, trick or treat, and it's I don't I don't love it, but I I've been probably overly harsh on it throughout the years. That yeah. was a, that was a big hype train thing for me that it just didn't live up to for me. <laughs> yeah, love yeah, it. I feel that. Here's um, what I would, I did, anybody that else movie, we didn't really answer it except for Eric. Does if that movie ever? was released now, just on streaming services, people would be like, "Oh, that was cool," but like it was held back for years, and it just created like a huge like cult around it. Yeah, I agree. My original opinions are always a hundred percent accurate. And never <laughs> same, John. Same. <laughs> cool. Um, no, it's funny. Like I, I like Eric. I mean, some of y'all talk about watching movies like multiple times. It is very infrequent that I watch a movie a second time. Yeah, mainly same because for me like well. there's just so much like new shit that I want to see that I like. I'm always kind of. There's, see, I so watch there's like a handful like, of movies I've seen more than once at this point. Seriously. You don't even have like old favorites you go back to? No, well, I do. But like, it's like there's stuff that I've seen a million times. But since I like was like 20. There's a modern five, cutoff. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like yeah. that has stopped. Like I'm basically like only forward. It's purely nostalgia based. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's rare I that I would, if I am going to rewatch something, it would be something I didn't like. Like I, I yeah, don't. well, that's also that's also why well, would I do that? Yeah, more likely for me, it would be the other way, where it's something that I like enjoyed a lot the first time, and then I like watching it. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So, Labyrinth. I'll tell you. You know what I watched? It was probably you, more like five you, or six years ago. Now I've rewatched. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> Labyrinth? What is wrong no, with Joe? No, no, that is a fucking down this road masterpiece. <laughs> it's no. Absolutely no, not. I, um, Labyrinth. Like Ginger yeah, Snaps, I'll give you good. I'll give you Ginger Snaps. It's low budget. It's kind of cheesy, but like that's just like some next level misanthropy. Nope. Hold on. The one I was gonna say was Evil Dead 2, which I saw like when I was in like high school and like enjoyed a lot when I was in high school. And I watched it again maybe like five years ago. And I was like, this might be the best movie ever made. <laughs> like, oh, really? I, See, I, I prefer like the first so one. so much better. I adult. like the like, first one crazy. better. So that's usually how it goes for me. It's like I went from enjoying it a lot or thinking I enjoyed it to being like, wow, this is actually really good. Well, it's an interesting question because like we we very much, just because the way the show is, you view movies in the moment of like the Zitgeist. And it there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into how you're watching a movie that have nothing to do with the movie. So it can be really interesting to revisit something like that like 10 years later and be like, I don't remember why I didn't like this. This seems fine. Yeah. Mm. For some reason, the first time we saw Year Next, I was in a mood and did not like that movie. And then I watched it again once it hit Netflix. I'm like, what the hell is I thinking? I mean, listen, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit, I'll be the first to admit I absolutely have moods that have ruined movies for me. Eric, yeah. we know because <laughs> we've known you for... We've been know, there. Yeah. Long, so. <laughs> um. All right, so here's the one I was talking about from uh, our buddy Skizbot. What was your most terrifying driving experience? Ugh. Eric, you want to tell your story? Yeah, no, I just, I was a teenager. I, I pulled in front of somebody. I didn't really realize. I'm sure it was like a dipshit move. This is our small town show. So like, it's not hard to follow someone. There's no traffic. Like yeah. he followed me. I didn't realize I stopped to get my haircut and I'm like sitting in the chair about to get my haircut. And this dude storms in and like finger in face is like raging at like beat red face. Everybody was just like frozen. Like what is going on right now? (laughs) And I was like, sorry, dude, like there's something kind of, I don't know. I'm never, 
it's rare that I'm going to meet something like that with like fighting back. And it's really funny to just be like, oh yeah, sorry. And then they're just like, then they feel really fucking stupid a lot of times. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, like they're looking for a fight and you're just like, uh, okay. I already forgot about I, it, I, but sure. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I was definitely an asshole driver and would get pissed off at stuff like that. But like, as you get older, it's like people fuck up. Like people make mistakes. Yeah. Like, yes, you're in a car and yes, it's Dude, bad. If because you fuck up every there, but single like, one of us has like accidentally pulled out in front of someone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mine actually similar in, in right in Burn Hills. I, I may have been partaking in some herbal substances um, uh, when I was in high school and driving, which is super smart. Um, and I cut some guy off by accident with like two of my buddies in the car and started freaking out because like high beams following me around, like literally like racing through the town, like trying to lose this guy and eventually just pulled up in a buddy's like front yard. And then it turned out it was like a friend of ours that had been like, chased. like but I was like straight up fucking terrified. No, the First, following that cops. And then second, that I was going to get fucking murdered. The following is terrifying. Don't do that. That's yeah. some straight psycho shit. Yeah. It wasn't my scariest time driving, but I did uh, rear end a lady once at a, it was a younger girl and I was probably in my mid thirties at the time, but I just bumped her, bumped her bumper knew it was pretty light but it was in downtown indy and i was trying i'm like i'm gonna do the right thing so i like flash my lights and i'm pulling behind her it's a daylight and i'm like i'm gonna follow her so i can give her my insurance info and she's like fuck no <laughs> it kept on going because you see me standing behind you flashing yeah, lights that's and going not, like this <laughs> i uh man i'm one time i was driving on the the, the pike the mass pike and through like mm-hmm. that uh not the adirondacks the uh those mountains are can't even remember the Berkshires. And like, there's a lot of places where there's just kind of mountains on both sides and not, it's pretty narrow. Somebody's in front of me. It's nighttime. I'm like zoned out all of a sudden the car right in front of me swerves out of the way. And like 20 yards in front of me is a deer frozen. And I'm going like 70 miles an hour. And like, I've just in this split second had like a year's worth of thinking time in my brain where I went from like, well, I guess I'm gonna hit this deer to last second. Like, I, d- I didn't even check if somebody was next to me. I just cranked the wheel to the right and managed to like swing around this. I've never been like so full of adrenaline in my life. It was terrifying. Yeah. yeah animals are stupid. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. Blunt Vergeisen. Probably saying that wrong, but I think I might be close. Uh, would you rather have no knees or no elbows? Dude, I saw this yesterday. I've been thinking about it ever since. That's a really good question. I think no knees would be easier to deal with than no elbows. I spend like no a, knees, yeah. you could just kind of like... Here's the thing. I, as much as I like walking and exercising, I spend a lot of time on a computer and you need elbows for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's valid. Like, too. are your legs the same length? It's just you I, don't have the I knees. picture yeah. this yeah. as You're like, like a... Yeah, hill and you yeah. Lost your exactly. I picture this as like a king of the hill situation. Yeah. You lost your shins in Nam, Schnars. That's what happened. Yeah, I guess I go knees too, although it kills me because I fucking run all the time. Oh, so. well, you have great knees too, Joe. Yeah. That's you well, do have well nice. Some of the best. Thank you, Joe. I I'm appreciate too, that, actually. I'm too into drawing and shit nowadays and with work. We'd work in an IT. I got to have my elbows. Yeah, I just kept I mean, you not. could still type. You'd just be like kind of far yeah, away. From I feel like you need yeah. elbows yeah. for so many things. How do you eat ice cream? Like an ice cream cone? Someone just like ramming it. Also, I feel like in a weird way, if you have full (laughs) use of your arms, you are capable of doing more than the reverse. Because like people without legs can do a shit ton of stuff if they have like fully full strength arms. 
Yeah. I just realized this, the mic like stand I have, I got a hundred percent be using this to eat ice cream when I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> just put an ice cream cone in here. Just <laughs> arr, arr, arr. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you take it? I'd picture? like to see that on a joke yeah. meeting. One moment. <laughs> no, like it would literally like I'm looking like this and then it's just, I'm <laughs> That's good. That's a very uh, thought-provoking question. Thank you. That's Julie. Yeah. That's Julie writing in. I, I just you came up with a genius idea. All right, Alex Jones. That's definitely not Alex Jones. Uh, is anyone watching The Circle on Netflix? Oh boy, is that show an amazing train wreck of stupidity that I am absolutely in love Can with. Can I ask a question? Because I hear this, this a lot. Is this yep. fiction or is this a reality show? It's a reality show. Reality. Uh, and yeah, Leslie and I have watched season one and two, and then. There's like a UK version. It originated in UK. Um, yep. It's good. It's not Big Brother good, I don't think. Um, Suzanne and I tried the first season. We got through like maybe six episodes, and we're just like, mm, we're good here. Yeah, we keep we yeah. keep up on a pretty regular. It's Big Brother, but everybody's separated, and it's all done through their own private social media. So it's yeah. all chat. The problem is it's very hard to believe, right? Because it's not a real like social network. Like I don't know. It's yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It, if we weren't in a pandemic and like just binge watching anything that I can find, I don't think we would be watching it. But Joe, I don't know if we have a question about it, but Suzanne told me there's like Real Housewives of Atlanta drama that, you know. Oh, my God. Portia got engaged to the husband of one of the friends of on the show. Yeah. Like it's. Ugh. Well, this is why we're never going to get through the circle because, like, I got Suzanne just like, yeah. Well, they're turning it out. Like, yeah, like Atlanta's just wrapping up. New York is just starting. Shaw's is coming back like next week. Like, it's a lot. I'll be honest. Like, we have so many sitcoms we used to watch that are just building up on our DVR because we have like housewives to watch. (laughs) Tough. Tough. It's a lot. Um, has anyone ever seen the original version of Alive? If so, which do you prefer? Um, I have it, but they did in the credits. They did mention that it... it's based on uh, another movie. Oh, wait, Alive or Alone? You mean Alone? Yeah. This is a Alone. Remake. Sorry, I'm Alive sorry. is about oh, the. I did not know it was Al- a remake. Alive is the Alive. rugby players who eat each other in the mountains. I'm starting <laughs> to think that I may have tweeted that we're watching Alive for this week's episode. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out oh there. My God. I'm gonna check I'm right gonna, now. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna do some research real while time. we're because as like even when we were introing, That's I started up. to get this panic that like if I've been like posting that we're watching a live <laughs> There is a movie. No, that, you said alone. Like, the one alive, fifteen hours ago you said discussing alone for the podcast. Oh, all right. Then yeah, I don't know what this person's talking about. But yeah, I have seen the a live movie when I was in high school and it came out. It's great. I never saw that. Um, yeah. it was a thing uh, you know what the sequel they call it Eric the second helping oh wow I get <laughs> it, it wasn't a sequel cannibal joke uh, alright John's favorite C.O.W. Flanagan yo this late and he posted an article um, from the New York Times pretty much talking about how people are taking fewer showers nowadays I saw that article I did yeah. read it yeah I, would, yeah I would concur with that uh, yeah. Yo, this lady showers one time a week because she got used to being stinky during the pandemic. <laughs> Joe, 
Does that mean you now take in bird baths in toilets filled with cereal? <laughs> um, no, it does not. Although I will say I, I'm still showering daily, but I definitely shower a lot later. Like You know what else I did? I bought like a natural deodorant that I just wear on days when I'm like, I'm not actually going to see a human today, but I don't, I don't need to go the full. Yeah. Yeah. There are some days where I skip. What uh, What is your natural deodorant, Eric? Because I've recently switched over to one as well. It's so stupid. I feel stupid for the name. I think it's called Dude. I got it at the grocery store. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, it does not work. Like, if you need to be around humans, this shit does not work. Anybody, any dude who's like, yo, bro, try out some natural deodorant. That person either stinks or they do not sweat the same way I do and do not understand. Because yeah. Eric, this yeah. does you not look yourself in the mirror when you're putting that on or do I what? Can I look? Do you do you look in the mirror when you're putting like you are able to make eye contact? Or <laughs> I put dude you on. Put dude yeah. on. <laughs> oh god. I, uh, it just smells delightful. I started using I really each like and every. Um which I'm a fan of. But I agree, Eric. Like they definitely do not last as long. And I don't know if I'll stick with this once I start going back out in public. Yeah. Yeah, no, straight I'm a up. Big dude, I'm sticking to my chemicals. Straight up, if I'm gonna leave the house, I go full, full strength seas. Because it's mm-hmm. we've discussed I have very sensitive underarms. I know like, you I use the, the hypoallergenic, use. Joe. Yeah, same. I can't use just like your regular speed stick or whatever. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough being me. Um, all right, Joshua Easley, eighteen. Uh, if they'd been vaccinated, none of this zombie shit would have had happened. LOL. What's are there zombies? That's, like in the world no, already? that's in Alive. That's in the the movie. It's like hashtag Alive is a uh, zombie movie. Uh, I am so. Maybe one of your tweets did say Alive. Maybe there was more than one. Probably. I'm gonna look into this. Uh, really all right. Funny. Next up from Robale. Didn't you make predictions on when you'd be back in theaters? Who won? We did. We did. Eric, and I, Eric I, is like jonesing to be back in the theater so hard. I'm it's ready. Hard. It was Dude, all like last year. Though, I'm vaccinated it? up. I got my no, two, no. We, I got my two yeah, Pfizer's, we, John. I believe in science. I'm ready to go. Yeah, okay. we're not going. And it's mostly, I fully know that we're probably safe, but like the wife and I just mental health awareness month it i is. mean i get it joe like the reintegration stuff i thought i'll be honest with you i thought it was gonna be harder for me mentally than it was to get out like because i've been in a couple situations in like crowded stores where a month ago i would have been like sweating and now i'm like i kind of just take a moment i'm like actually i'm fine and the theater i went to yeah everybody was like a good it was this small indie theater there were like five people in it we were all a good 10 feet away from each other See, I'm fighting the other way where I'm fighting with, no, you really need to get out in public a little bit more. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. I'm I'm going to the office on Friday. Nice, dude. Yeah, oh, no, like Very we're, excited. we are back in the office as of the beginning of, uh, or end of June. Oh, my company is like, yeah, just whenever you feel like it, like no rush. Yeah. Oh, no one has to, but I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird because I am. I have no concern like the I'm actually taking the kid, the nine year old to Hershey Park next month. And like, I'm fine with that. But the thought of like being in a theater for like two hours, like, I don't know. It's I'm not going to pretend to explain it. But anyway, I do have the months that we all predicted. Um, John is probably the closest. He went with July. Um, if we are considering a saw as kind of like the return to theater. Uh, Casey and Eric both had August. CC had September. I was all the way out in October, which probably will be when I go back. So I will stick. With it. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. We got one more on Twitter. Then we'll go over to to the Instagrams. Uh, Chris Aleonte working hard. 
are hardly working. Yes. A uh, little bit of a little bit of both. Yeah, I've been working pretty hard lately, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Hard on my I run, I mean I, I'm finally like getting my groove with like the remote work where it's not just like you know, but now we're going back. It's gonna be an adjustment, dude. I don't I don't get up till like eight thirty most mornings. And yeah. I moved pretty far away, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna have like an hour commute when we go back. Well, that's just what like I'm like trying to figure out. Like I have not I used to wake up before my alarm anyway, but like, I can't imagine having to get up like early again and like do a morning routine and go to the train and like go to work. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, all right. That's it for tweets. Uh, we are on Instagram as well. Bloody good horror. Every Tuesday we post up, uh, you can send in questions. Uh, I'll make stupid comments and then we'll, we'll read them on here and we'll all make stupid comments. Uh, first up though, our, our good friend who refuses to use the form uh, I think I'm already the most annoying neighbor in my new complex. I would I'd be willing to venture that's correct. <laughs> uh, suggestions on integrating myself to my fellow tenants. You do you, dude. I, Listen, because yeah, they don't give a crap don't. either. They yeah, don't. don't bother. Yeah, like why? Why? No. No, like, look, like you just be polite. Like when you're checking your mail, if you run into someone, you say, hey, you know, like, how's it going? I mean, I've lived in uh, I've lived in apartment buildings for years and had people that I've never exchanged words with. <laughs> no, I yeah, and, and John and I are coming from in New York City type environment. Like, I lived in Jersey, commuted in the city for like thirteen years. I couldn't tell you the name of one uh, neighbor I ever had. If like forced at gunpoint, I couldn't pick one out of a lineup. Like yeah. I. No. So it's weird. I, my, I mean, it's been a year plus since I left my building. I knew, I knew to like talk to, I don't know, like a lot, like 50 people, like people who are like, I knew like little shit about them, but I did not know their name necessarily. Yeah. Like some of them I hey, might have. Hey, this guy. What's going on? No, yeah. but it's like, oh, you, like <laughs> tough shooter. They always like talk <laughs> and they like stop and they want to talk to you. And like, look, you're, you're nope. just like polite. And you're like friendly, but like they also like they don't want to get into your shit. You don't want to get yeah, into their yeah. shit. Like polite, it's just polite yeah. distance. Agreed. I think is the name of the game within a with an apartment. Yeah, no, but that's the way to live. And it's like then, and if you have a problem, like when we left, our neighbors bought us like this bottle of wine and was like, "Hey, we're so sorry you're leaving. Like we wish we could get to know you better." I'm like, "Did you really? Like, thank you for the bottle of wine. Like, super nice." And like. You know, but we, the only, the only time that ever, one of the apartments I lived in in Boston, I ended up being really pretty decent friends with the dude who lived across the hall because it turned out his partner, Joe had like a capital region connection. So like, and we were similar ages. We ended up drinking and hanging out. He was also a huge nerd and he also always had, um, tons of really expensive beer. So that worked out for me. Yeah. That's always like the neighbor interaction I wanted, but I also don't like. Uh, yeah. I have I have trouble making friends, Eric. As you, you might I thought guessed. you love uh, your Joe, neighbors. Thing. Joe, that's no, a... we're very good friends with our neighbors, but like, that's it. Joe, like, that's I a... have not really branched out. Like, I'm friends with some of the Reach other dads my in the neighborhood, limit but to like, that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing you and I share, Joe. Yeah, and my my problem is too. I stress a lot because like I'll get invited to stuff, and I'm like. I don't want to do that. And like, <laughs> I'll make an excuse as to why I don't want to do it. But then I feel like a dick because I'm not doing it. It's right. Like, here's the secret I've learned, Joe, from years of research. People who are yeah. good at making friends, they just do that stuff. Yeah. They're like, cool, bro. Let's like, hang out tomorrow. Yeah. That sounds like, like I, super power to me. The DVR is pretty full, guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
That's why Colleen keeps wanting me to go on uh, Big Brother because I can make friends with inanimate objects if I no, need it. Fuck that! No, I will. <laughs> no, I will be one of those people that comes out without a job. Like I'm no, especially <laughs> now. Yeah, you just got you got people watching those feeds twenty four seven, looking for something to cancel you with. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Not only that, but then like obsessed people that'll go back and find this podcast and start combing through stuff, and then <laughs> all right. And that's so I'm just pointing out that I'm the I'm the person that you can't understand, Eric. I'm the opposite of that because I drive Colleen nuts. I can make friends and tell jokes with random people at the store. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about, though, because I can do that too. I think what we're talking about is more, and I actually think a lot of like nerdier people who who tend to go after like nerdier pursuits have a similar problem, like. There's a difference between what you're talking about, Casey, and then bridging that gap to actually making becoming adult friends yeah. with people where you like yeah. hang out outside of like forced things. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. a hot, that's a tough one. Um, can, all right, let's, let's bang out the rest of these Instagram. We should say Instagram. Uh, one of our patron friends, uh, Jamie and her sister started this organization, Texas Chain Paw Massacre. <laughs> um, and this week it started as like an Instagram account. And pretty much they match up. Uh, like horror movie animals, like you know, Smokey from uh, Pet Cemetery and stuff like that, with like actual animals you can go out and adopt. And this week it like blew up, like it got picked up by um, Dread Central, I think, um, Nerdist and stuff. Like, uh, it's it's really clever. I didn't know she was doing that. That it was, yeah, you would. They were doing it, and then it kind of tapered off for a bit. And then like in the past few months, they've really picked it up again. And I, for whatever reason, it got picked up uh, by like a bunch of sites and. I, we were actually talking today and she was mentioning how like it's just it's taking up like all her time at this point and she's going to get fired from her job. <laughs> John, you would know if you were on social media. <laughs> no, well, it's it did strike me that I was like, wow, this is like kind of hard because you got to look at a lot of pictures, mm. know what animal they look like. And then, yeah, so look, she's doing the Lord's work here yeah. uh, for horror fans. Um, all right. The questions we got. What's a good beer to sneak into the movie theater? Any beer? Yes. Oh, or how I, about a bottle of wine? Like, come on. I know. Like, I, actually, I don't know. I would listen, go against glass. I would say like no. a tall boy of something high alcohol. I would say uh, what Joe has in his hands right now, because that thin little seltzer thing you yeah, got there, Joe, too. those will go right in your like waistband. You could sneak like a sixer of those things in easy. What yeah. was I drinking in the theater in uh, Milwaukee when it like fell over? You ordered. You yeah. ordered a drink because they had like drinks there. And it was, but like it was a, a glass bottle, wasn't it? No, yeah. it was like, no, 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 no. Was it? You, I think it was a bottle. Was it a bottle? For some reason, I'm almost I thought, positive because I remember it fell over and like. And I thought you ordered a. I thought you ordered a beer, <coughs> and then a glass cup that then immediately tipped over and just spilled, like just poured because it was like yeah. the floor was slanted, you know. So it was just I just heard it like trickling down. Speaking of, we should say that like we have started having preliminary discussions about the 2022 uh, gathering. Yeah. And I am very excited about that. Yes. Uh, all right. Next up, very important question. What cameo should I get that's a bargain for the money? Um, well, funny you should I'd ask. Really, I'd want to research this before I gave an answer. Like, I'd want to, like, get on there and really kind of look around and see. I should say, and I know we're kind of running late here, but uh no, listener of the show wes uh a few months back sent in a cameo request pretty much looking for recommendations about where he should propose to his uh current boyfriend oh yeah i saw in, that in disney world this past week or like late last week he actually did it and proposed in disney world posted up the photos took some of my advice which i was quite proud of but like 
I literally, I was on my run and I just happened to like, I don't know why I opened Instagram. Uh, sometimes I post the music I'm listening to and there was the first photo that came up and like legit got like misty, like reading yeah, this thing. No, we should, That's pretty awesome. we should, uh, we should give Wes congratulations to him. We did. We did. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I saw that. And, um, Wes is a super cool dude. He came out to the, uh, Chicago meetup. I talked to him for a while. He's a nice guy. Right. You are right. Yeah. I don't know why I completely flaked on that. And we've kind of messaged back and forth. He didn't mention it. I'm not good with stuff. But and yeah, it was awesome. I was like so happy for him. Another thing John would know is that Wes is a beast on Instagram, like with the marketing. Yes. He's on yeah. top of Amazing. it. If you were on LinkedIn. <laughs> I should add him on LinkedIn, John. That's a good point. I assume he is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Has a scene in a horror movie ever made you nauseous? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about a yes. Serbian film multiple times. Like, um, yeah. I'm not even going to describe it. But there's the bathtub scene in Martyrs. I still, mm. I'm still not over it. I can't not think so much. of a direct, uh, but like a direct moment in a movie that did. But I don't handle like vomit scenes really well. Yeah, I mean, oh, I've I, talked about this before, but not like a specific scene. But when I left the theater after watching the Blair Witch reboot, like, I legit thought I was going to throw up. Like, <laughs> I. I've told this, like, I called Leslie saying, like, I don't think I can do the podcast anymore. Like, it wasn't great. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago. You might have had, a, like, a lot of other shit going on in your life at that a couple point. Yeah, <laughs> I just think in general, there was a Trenta Starbucks involved, and it was, like, 11. I hadn't eaten anything else. A couple weeks ago, they did audition on um, The Last Drive-In. Mm. That I scene with the dog bowl, like, I, as an adult, like, I re I've seen that movie one time. I refused to watch it this time. I, I straight covered my eyes and was like, tell me when this is over. It's interesting because that's the first I time even I had seen to it. it. And I think just the buildup and like over the years, I've heard so much about it. It did not like, you know, the scene I'm talking about though. You're talking about that scene that didn't yeah. oh, impact 100%. you, Joe. It did. It's but horrendous. like the way people describe it, I was expecting like Serbian film style, like disturbance. Well, I mean, like, it also, I mean, it came out a long time ago too, but I, yeah, no, I yeah. could barely watch that scene nowadays. Yeah, like, I agree. It's, it's not pleasant to watch, but, um, all right. Next up. Why are B movie horror? Well, sorry. Why are B horror movies now dookie <laughs> compared to the eighties and nineties acting bad, uh, SFX, not 35 millimeter. I, I mean, don't know. That's a pretty my comment was sweeping like, They blanket. were probably bad back then, too. Just like we were eight yeah. and loved anything stupid. It's also, they're I think just it's more of a supply demand thing, right? No, but mm. listen, we're comparing apples and oranges. Like the thing yeah. that B movies were are not what any movie is now. Like yeah. B movies yeah. were like weird, sweaty dudes who could get $50,000 and a film camera and could just go in the woods and make the weirdest shit that would then get cemented as brilliant camp 30 years later. Whereas, like the thing we watched tonight is kind of the equivalent of a B movie now. Yeah. 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 Whereas the modern is. B movie is more like a sci-fi original and it just doesn't have the love or the effort in it. Either. If he's specifically well, yeah. talking about like cheesy movies, I think the problem with that stuff nowadays is people trying to for like intentionally do camp because yeah, it just no, they're work. exactly. Right. They're trying to make something that is going to have that impact. And like, you can't fake it. Like the people who are making most of the movies that I, that I think we're talking about when we talk about bees, like, they were trying to make good movies for the most yeah. part. You listen to uh, some of those guys on the podcast when they show up like a Mick Garris's and stuff. They didn't necessarily set out to make something kind of embarrassing. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Well, it's, I mean, like I always think of the troll Two documentary where they get yeah. Claudio for yeah. for Gasso or whatever his name is. Like, I mean, they were do it. Like they were also like 
fucked up on a lot of drugs. I think. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it was just, I don't know. There was a lot of shit going on, but a lot of yeah, coke. it's like too much effort going into these like low budget things that, that are trying to be campy and it just doesn't work for sure. Uh, next up, do you ever see horror in times of sadness? I mean, it's, it's the only thing I go to. Like I was just tweeting yeah. about this the other day, like when the pandemic started and all the shit started in the van, I went straight for Friday the 13th. Like, yeah, that was my comfort went, food wheelhouse. I went Seinfeld. I like the hahas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Argentinian movie is terrified. It was excellent. I believe Del Toro is working on an English version. I assume this is a continuation of like a yeah yeah that was we got we yeah. we did figure that out during the episode I think did we yeah at the very end yeah yeah uh, <laughs> how do you make magic question mark. It's a good Very question. Carefully. Sleight of hand. Yeah. I feel I like went, Labyrinth um, really dug into that. Joe probably wouldn't know, though. So. I, I use... Leslie didn't watch a lot of the movies that I did when I was a kid. Um, and I kind of use her as like the test of, like, is this still enjoyable now that I'm adult? And the first time... We watched it like a couple years ago, and we were both just like, I don't think this is good. You can take that. Take that however you want. All right. Uh, should I take all the vaccines so I can finally hug and kiss strangers? Um, you shouldn't hug and kiss strangers, even when there's not a pandemic going on. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> yeah. not a great idea. Yeah, but get one. Get one vaccine, yeah. Uh, am I wrong in my assessment that Andrew WK is just meatloaf for millennials? <laughs> yes. No, I like, and I don't like to insult our listeners, but this is fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, this is... <laughs> what? <laughs> Andrew I WK. Didn't know if there was like a, I didn't know if there was a part of that question that I was missing. So I'm glad that like I don't know why this bothers me so much, but like there's you think no this, similarities. No, no. Okay. No. You you see similarities between the two? <laughs> I don't know. Like so when somebody asks a question that confidently, I then immediately assume the position of, well, they must know what they're talking about. I need no. to figure out what this means. I think, and you know, I know this gentleman, I respect him, but I think he's trying to make something prolific here and he can go fuck himself. Like, I think this is, <laughs> this is upsetting. Like, it's, he's trying to make this a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you thought you had something you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, have you ever met, by the way, Andrew WK and Kat Denning. I am so excited for this relationship. Like I want this to last. John thoughts. Oh yeah, Kat Den- I just saw that on uh no s- somewhere on social media. At all. I just oh, it gives me hope for life. Uh have you ever met Yuri? Now he's dead. No. He yeah, died, yeah. Dead. But you know. No there was need like, to wasn't worry. there something shady too about the article about how he died? There was something there. Was it? I don't remember. He got electrocuted or something insane. He did. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's a great one. Uh, consider highlighting the Trevor Project, suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth, uh, the TrevorProject.org. Um, yeah, that's a great one. Like, absolutely. Very nice. I We just highlighted it. Yeah, please, if uh, listeners, if you have other suggestions, send them in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your favorite type of horror? Slasher, monster, elevated slow burn, found footage, etc. I really I like, like a slasher. I like group party in a house, like when, oh. like you're trying to get night out of, of the someplace. demon style. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I enjoy, or even like a uh, judgment night. Like, okay. 
group trying to escape a situation. I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I look. Yeah. I feel you. Um, that's like a very specific. It's a tie for me between you know. slashers yeah. and, and found footage. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm tied between slashers and monster movies. I like a good monster. Sure. I'm going monster. Okay. Uh, what was the first horror movie you saw? Mine was alien and I was much too young for it. Terrifying. I honestly don't remember. When I was, I want to say 10, I went to this kid's house down the street for me who, uh, had, let's say had less parental supervision in his life than I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, lied to my mom about what we were going to be doing there. He, he had copies of total recall and pumpkin head. And we watched both of those movies in a day. And I then had to ride my bike home through like dark wooded areas, like road areas where there was no <laughs> lights and it scarred me for life. But yeah, pumpkin head yeah. stuck with me for that reason. I think I, I'm I'm sure I told the story at some point. My grandfather showed me the gate. Remember the oh. gate? I do remember the gate. Yeah. I remember the guy who I had remember the, the gate. actual gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he showed me the gate. I was probably like, I was really young. And I think that movie's like rated PG or PG-13. I mean, it was like it was, yeah, PG, it was like 1980s. Um, so it was either that or I suspect I saw Jaws very, very young too. Yeah. Because my grandfather showed me a lot of fuck up movies. We just had this conversation because I was trying to find, like, figure out a way. My my oldest daughter's just about turned five. My youngest is like two and a half. And I was just trying to find something for the older one, like spooky stuff. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna show Monster House. So um I I showed my kids. Well, listen, the three of us are watching it. The oldest was was into it. Like I could tell a little scared, but in a way that she was enjoying it. My two and a half year old just randomly 15 minutes into the movie goes, why are we watching this? <laughs> I was like, oh man, I guess we got to know. So we ended, I have, ended up stopping I have that it. reaction with a lot of movies we watch for the show. <laughs> I was um, like, I could just tell like that was the only way she could think to describe what she was feeling, which was probably abject terror. I, uh, I don't remember like the first, like my brother and I would rent like the Friday the 13th. And like, I remember watching Christine on HBO very young, but I think, and I've told this story before, but a local station when I was a kid used to show movies like every Saturday night and they were being 3D and the grocery store would have 3D glasses. And I remember like one of my earliest memories was getting the glasses and watching a creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, So that may have been my first. I don't know. Like the earliest memory I have is watching Poltergeist with my parents and being terrified. And then another time I have a good memory of the movie was like Funeral Home or something like that, but at the uh, drive-in with my dad on one of the weekends with that. That's as, as early as I can remember, but I think there was more. Uh, all right. Similar. What was the first one you saw at the cinema or first one you remember? Ugh. Horror movie at the movie theater. That's oh, I think just any movie. Oh. Maybe. Um, I definitely saw Ninja Turtles in 1990, so I would have been eight. I don't. If I went before that, I don't really remember it. They did a re-release. I don't. I could look this up probably. They did a re-release of Snow White back in the 80s, mm-hmm. and my grandmother took me, and I I remember being there and watching it. Um, but I think I was probably like five or six or something like that. If I had to guess, my uh, mom swears she took me to. Uh, Star Wars in the theater. I don't remember. Yeah, I may. Secret of Nim came out eighty two, and I would have been Whoa, four. That was a good I, one. 
I definitely saw that in the theater. So that may have been my first, but I'm not sure. I saw like E.T. and Temple of Doom both came out in 84, and I definitely saw those. I have every but, movie ticket to every movie I've seen since Batman Forever came out. Oh, that's a good one. That was what, like 94, 95, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Forever was later than that. Although for the know. 95, although for the last like six years, I was going to, uh, I guess it was a Regal, but just getting these horse shit, like they're like receipts that fade. Yeah. I kept, I keep yeah. them, but I'm sure I'm going to look back on them. They're all going to be blank. Yeah, so Snow laminated. White was Snow White was re-released for the 50th anniversary in 87. So I think that's probably when it was. Uh, all right. A few more here. Anyone love Dog Soldier Soldiers as much as I do? Yeah, it's a good movie. I don't know how much you love it, but it is good. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years, but I liked it at the time. I was lukewarm on it, but I again, yeah, I don't know how much you liked it. So maybe we do. Uh, are you a fan of the Dutch oven? <laughs> yes my wife is now <laughs> i didn't i you know i read this and thought about like an actual dutch oven which i love to cook oh with. if we're talking about the cooking device then yeah wrong yes i think it's I have, dealer's I have choice multiple. are they expensive not really yeah nah. well like i don't know the one we have is like the le crusette one someone got it for yeah. a wedding i think and we have, we have um a couple of those. I also have a cast iron Dutch oven that I use. I do like cast um, yeah, iron. Yeah, all of ours are cast iron. I didn't know they didn't do them. Uh, did them other oh, ways than yeah. cast iron. Well, the let the the Crusette ones are cast iron, I think, too. But they're like but they have like enamel. that coating, right? Yeah, like an, yeah. It's like enamel. I use the cast iron for my bread baking, John. It's a oh. fun way to recreate a, a a steam oven. Just a little fun fact there. <laughs> a little bread bread, bread fact. facts with Joe. <laughs> Red facts. Um, all right, two more. Speaking of magic, if you could cast one spell, what would it be? It's too late in the show for this question. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I stick with my answer that I put on this, like whatever spell to like get rid of magicians because those guys are <laughs> fucking creepy. I don't know. Like a nice flame finger would be handy, right? You could light your bowl with it. You could light the stove or the pilot light with it. Light your farts. <laughs> It's an interesting. Uh, all right, last but not least, it's my birthday, twelfth of May. What's your favorite horror-related present? Love to all. Oh, that's oh. today. Actually, uh, this will come out on Friday, but today's the twelfth. So, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday. Who is this? Paul Jizz. What's his name? Paul Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. It's Paul Jizz. Paul Jizz. <laughs> Well, Paul, happy birthday, sir. Paul um, J-S-S-S-S is his... Uh, that's Paul it. Jizz, right? Got it. <laughs> got it, got it. Go I don't that. know. I've yeah, had a lot of birthdays and a lot of horror gifts. It's hard to remember. Yeah, I don't have a tie. The, the wife and I, we, we don't give each other gifts, so I don't really have much. Paul Jizz. It's a similar to your uh, high school nickname, Joe. Let's go. No, that was Jizzy Cockers Jizzy. or Joey Moosecock. That's so stupid. I love it. Uh, all right. Because I know here. that, like, you wanted, like, there was a second where you're like, is this true? <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, it sounded insane, but in my head, I'm just like, what? okay, cool. Call, call me Joey Moosecock. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? 
juicy cockers. I can't. Oh my god. <laughs> Just imagine like a freshman walking in day one. Hey, juicy cockers. <laughs> Just like people I've never met. We've like, all heard of you. <laughs> Why? Tales of you have spread far and wide, sir. Not only that, but like my <laughs> like thirteen year old friend is making up this story. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other, a whole other thing. Yeah, too. there's a lot. Oh lot man, of we never mentioned on the show that insane yearbook picture I found of you. Oh my god! You know what's weird <laughs> is um, oh I was god. texting with some buddies I grew up with today, and we were trying to figure out if um, our German teacher was dead or not. So I <laughs> like dug out my old yearbooks and just. The hateful, insane shit I wrote in my yearbooks over like random photos, just oh boy, concerning, boy, like nothing like criminal or you know, but just like fucking insane. Like I gotta throw these things out. Like I don't want my kids finding it. Yeah, you know, I, it's I, not the criminal, just all the eyeballs for people of all who the girls turned him down, scratched out. Joe and I went to the same high school. I was a freshman when he was a, a senior, so I. I guess I pulled out my freshman yearbook and I just, I swear to you, I like, I swear to God, I opened it in the middle of it and there's a picture of Joe. <laughs> and oh, it was like, the, yeah, most likely to skydive nude. Skydive that nude. I want. And he's got a, um, a kind of like rolled up white, re- white bandana tied in reverse Tupac style, 90s yeah, Tupac style. Straight, straight up. up. Yeah. It's crazy. You look like a crazy person in that picture. It's and wild. it's weird because in that photo, it looks like I'm wearing lipstick for some reason. Like whatever, like the lighting contrast. or however they developed it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah. the lighting. I remember even seeing that when I was young and like getting the yearbook. I'm like, that looks odd. Like I'm <laughs> like concerned. <laughs> Man, yearbooks. Well, look at me now. Top of the world. Yeah. Uh, look at all these LinkedIn connections. Update 37, Joe. 37 connections. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I hit my limit because I just tried to click on one and nothing happened. At this rate, you're you're going to surpass Joe. Yeah. Before <laughs> the end of the week. I think I, I got think. this. We had one, one of our listeners on Patreon in Slack posted they have 4,600. And I will Damn. say, like, I could have more if I just accepted every... Well, there's a point at which don't you seem like you're a little, like, LinkedIn loose. Well, yeah. Like, I don't want... Because the reason is I don't accept a lot of them is because I don't want these people messaging me. Like, I don't know them. I don't want them hitting me up for work. So, yeah, Eric. So the rule is like, literally, you have to like pay if you want to LinkedIn message random people. Mm. But once you're connected with someone, you can LinkedIn message them all day long. So Got it. Well, yeah. I'm really glad we covered all this LinkedIn stuff here in the show. I'm yeah, sure people really enjoy yeah. it. So. I will update next week. I'll let you guys know where I'm at in my uh, journey. Can't You've got to plug it up. And I think coming soon, John and my uh, side podcast, where we just talk about LinkedIn for yeah. for 45 minutes a week. Yeah. Episode th- three of Plug It Up just dropped. Schnars, right? The Reaping. Tuesday. Which yeah, just Reaping. sounds like a completely insane movie starring Idris Elba. By You Bleeding. I remember when it came out. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a really good episode. Check it out. That is, of course, BGH Presents. Plug it up. Search uh, any of your podcast feeds and you can find it. And they're on social. Plug it up pod. That is uh, hosted by our very own Caitlin. God bless her. Yeah, for sure. She's doing the Lord's work, as they say. Shout out to her mom, who just seems like a great person. Seems cool and chill. Recently, yeah, confided in uh, Caitlin that I am her favorite. So in turn, she is my favorite. (laughs) Mm, We do know. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I guess it makes sense now. Um... I think we're taking next week off. I got some life stuff going on. People can't make all their days. So I think we're going to take a week off, but then come back. We're going to come back most likely with uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. 
And mm. in the meantime, I'm myself going to go out and try to see Spiral this weekend. So I might, there might be, if you're a patron, maybe we'll get some Eric show action on Spiral. So there you go. Sounds great. Check uh, it out. Good time. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Goodbye now, everyone. Bye-bye.